and welcome to Westminster Abbey for a very special episode of The Royal Tea. So pop the kettle on or pour yourself a glass of something stronger. Come and join us. I'm Sarah Hewson. Joining me this week are The Sun's Royal Editor, Matt Wilkinson, and Talk TV regular and royal commentator, Afia Hagen. Hello to both of you from our rooftop with the most incredible backdrop overlooking Westminster Abbey and an awful lot of noise yeah. <laughs> going on around us. We are filming this on Thursday, just two days away from the coronation. We're really at the business end of things now. Matt, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm really excited. I mean, I, I can't wait. You say two days away. We've been waiting for this for, you know, seven or eight months now, and it's becoming real. Um, we're learning more and more about what's going to go in, what's going to happen inside the Abbey. And I, I, I can't wait to see it all unfold, see the see the procession and see, you know, the regalia and see the royal family and particularly see the king have that crown put on his head finally. And Matt, I understand you've had a really special insight this week into some of the incredible sights that we're going to see come 11 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, I think what I think possibly is going to be the star of the show is going to be some of this regalia. I mean, we've been able to see these wonderful golden robes. Um, the golden state carriage has been out on the roads, actually, in London during, a, um, during some rehearsals, but also the crowns as well. I think once the public, once the viewers on TV or the people inside the Abbey actually get to see what is being put on Charles's head, I think it will be mind-blowing for them, yeah. Afia, what, what are you most looking out for on Saturday? Ooh, definitely the state coaches because they are so iconic, right? And, and incredibly, incredibly ornate. Uh, definitely the crowns, like you said. Um, I'm also really looking forward to seeing what people in the audience are gonna be wearing, especially from around the Commonwealth, what traditional dress we're going to see, the hats, the fascinators, all that kind of stuff. And of course, the balcony moment. Who's going to be there? And of course, who's not going to be there? And we talked about how we're feeling 48 hours from the big day. Imagine how King Charles is feeling. I mean, he's been waiting for this his whole life. You know, the longest air in waiting ever. And it must be so surreal after the eight months that he's had, of course, the death of his mother, to now being crowned. It must be so strange. It's like leading up to your wedding, but mind-blowingly Well, also, not just that, but for the first time ever, like, a monarch is actually he's going to be saying certain things. So he's going to be speaking to a chorister um, and he's going to be doing his homage. He has to remember lines as he's well. He's got to pray out loud. And he's got to well, pray out loud as well. So it's not yeah. just him being chaperoned around the uh, the abbey and, and things happen to him. He's actually got to perform in many ways, so he must be nervous. And he has been inside Westminster Abbey this week, attending rehearsals there. I mean, that's really important, isn't it, Matt? Because no matter how much they might rehearse behind the scenes at Buckingham Palace, until you're actually there and you really walk it through in situ, but also taking in the, the kind of awesome surroundings. I mean, they are very familiar with, with the Abbey, to be fair, they, they use it quite a lot, but it, it's, it's the scale this time that we've not seen for obviously for 70 years. And it's, I suppose, we, yeah, we had, uh, we had the King, we had the Queen both in, we've had uh, Prince George uh, was in rehearsing with both his parents. And because he's gonna have a very important role as a, as a, as a nine-year-old page of honor, he, he might have a very vital role because I talked about the robes earlier. Mm. He's going to be in charge of making sure that the, the, the train on the road doesn't get caught up. So keep an eye out for George. But they're going to be really heavy. Really for heavy because they're gold. Four young they've got boys. gold and they're woven with gold and silver. Some yeah. of these robes and yeah. And we talked about his preparations. Actually, on my way here, fun fact, 
uh, in a cab. I actually saw the king leaving, must have been leaving from here to go back to Buckingham Palace. So they're busy, you know, they're, they're, they're preparing. And you say that they're used to Westminster Abbey and they, you know, they go to services and events there all the time, but this must be so different. Because like you said, he has lines to say, he's got to perform in some way. So it must feel really surreal. And he's got to learn to walk in those robes as well, hasn't he? I don't know whether they've done a full dress rehearsal actually wearing uh, robes in there. The, the late queen practiced wearing a curtain, didn't she, ahead of her coronation in 1953? Well, there's also, I think, that the, they say that the queen actually uh, practiced wearing the crown because they're yes, it's yes. very heavy. I yeah. mean, the jewels in this crown, once you get to see it, it's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. And so the St. Edward crown, he only wears the, 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 the sovereign's crown, the, um, sorry, the uh, St. Edward crown for a short period of time. But then the imperial state crown is worn all the way back in the gold state carriage. Yeah. And then when we see him on the balcony, you know, they say heavy, where's the crown? But it really will be on that day because yeah. these are huge, huge items. What about how he's going to be feeling on the day? Because He's a thoughtful man. He's a spiritual man. He's also quite an emotional man, isn't he? And I wonder, particularly when it comes to the, the music, yeah. that's often what gets you, yeah. isn't it? And he's been so involved in the choices of the music. Yeah. Plus, he's going to be reflecting on his... The reason he's there is because of the death of his mother. And that's a dichotomy, isn't it? Something you've been waiting for your whole life has come about because of the demise of someone else. And that's... You've got to square that circle in some way. So he's definitely going to be thinking about that, thinking about his mother, thinking about the time that his mother did what he's doing right now. That's going to be a huge part of it. Having his family all around him, the journey that he's taken to get here, I'm sure he'll be thinking about his first marriage, you know, and thinking about Queen Camilla as well, as well as his sons, you know, um, the family perhaps not what it should be at that moment. But you're right, the music, you know, um, the, the curation of the music has been absolutely meticulous. The choral pieces that have been chosen, everything, it will definitely be extremely moving for him and for everybody in the audience and for people at home watching. Whether you like it or not, you will be moved. We do these things well, you know, we do these things well and I, and I think it will be, well, I'm told it will knock your socks off, you know, I'm told it will be incredible because we've not seen it in colour. For 70 years yeah, you know so time, all the yeah. color all the you know everything in there we'll see but i think talking about how charles is feeling i think you will be overwhelmed with like a, genuinely with a, with a sense of duty because this is his his big role is what he's been waiting for so. and he will want everything to to go perfectly with the eyes of the world you know watching what about security because in order for this to go smoothly there's an enormous security operation behind the scenes at matt and that was put to the test earlier on this week with an incident at Buckingham Palace. Yeah, I think I think I was reading, I think it was 11,000 uh, police officers we got on the streets at the moment. You don't really see it. There isn't a hostile atmosphere. It's a you know, it's friendly festival atmosphere out here. But uh, yeah, there was a, an incident where a chap was arrested. I think he'd thrown some shotgun cartridges over Buckingham Palace uh, wall. Um, the King and Queen weren't there. The police grabbed hold of him straight away. I'm told it, you know, it's not being viewed as some kind of uh, major terrorist incident, but just a one-off uh, sad incident. But they are, you know, the, the, those this... are the kind of things they're they're prepared for. It's all part of the plan. Well, these are the worrying ones. These are the, lo the lone attackers, rather than an organisation. I mean, it's fine for groups or people to turn up and protest or etc. But it's that lone person that falls under the radar that is the worry. But it, look, nothing 
serious happens, the guy's been arrested and the king and queen are very safe. And, and on Saturday, Afia, there are going to be snipers on rooftops yeah. like these. There's yeah. a massive operation Absolutely. that will play out. Like you said, 11,000 police officers on rooftops, on the ground. Um, security seems to be ramping up as the week goes on. There's more road closures, barriers on the streets, and that will increase as we get through to Saturday, so tomorrow and into Saturday. Um, and remember, we have had those anti-protest laws that came in, uh, that got royal assent yesterday as well. We thought they were going to come in perhaps in June or July, but they have, well, people feel they've been kind of rushed through Parliament uh, because, you know, you've got groups like Republic as well as Extinction Rebellion, Just Stop Oil, who have been blocking roads and, and causing all sorts of commotion. And now, you know, those anti-protest laws have made it so much more difficult for them to block roads to do these kind of things. So, so these laws mean that anyone who causes serious disruption can be arrested. Yeah, and but face prison peaceful time as protest, well. they are allowing to go ahead. You've got yeah. a right mm -hmm. to protest. We know that anti-monarchy protesters, Republic, the Not My King uh, placards, yeah. that's okay. Republic said that they have received these letters that told them about the new laws coming in and they described it as troubling and perhaps a bit sinister. You know, the right to protest is still there. I guess it remains to be seen what happens if they do go ahead with their protest. Now I have seen them making the banners, they're still planning to go ahead, but I guess we'll see what happens on Saturday. And a busy build-up to uh, Saturday's events and we had a garden party at Buckingham Palace, the first garden party uh, for the King as monarch and um, well I spotted one very famous guest on the Buckingham Palace lawn, Matt. Oh, do, do you mean, uh, hello, Lionel? Hello, yep. yes, yeah, is Lionel it me you're looking there. for? <laughs> yeah, Lionel Richie was there, he, he's an ambassador for the Prince's Trust, yes. he's worked with Charles and known Charles for, for many years and he's going to be performing uh, on Sunday's concert, he was one of the first to be confirmed and he did let slip at the garden party that there may be some surprises at the concert on Sunday. So he's not just going to have us dancing on the ceiling? He, well, I mean, what sort of surprises? What, is he going to duet with Charles? Well, I mean, have you seen the... <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> well, the stage Why is spectacular, isn't it? But yes, yeah, so let's, let's wait and see. I mean, it, it, it ramps up to an expectation that I'm very much looking forward to Sunday, oh. but I'll first see what Lionel Richie and who else he's with gets up to. I keep saying Celine Dion. I yeah, keep saying it. Maybe that's a surprise if they've been the listening cake. to you on the Royal Tea exactly. over the past few weeks. And um, we've also learnt this week, Ahmed Scobie, friend of Harry and Meghan, suggested that they had to wait a little longer than they might have expected for an invitation uh, to the coronation. They weren't sure they'd be welcome, Matt. Yeah, that's right. I, I think the reason behind that is because there's no communication. Mm. So I think they told them when they were telling everybody else. That was back at the beginning of March. Correct. Uh, yeah. We talked about that. They'd received an email yeah. from the palace before the official invitations went out to say, I kind of saved the date effectively, yeah, wasn't right. it? Is the suggestion that they were expecting a bit more sooner? Well, uh, again, I mean, uh, what I'll say is if they were in contact with Charles and William, then they probably would have a conversation yeah. where they would have said, oh, Harry, you are coming, by the way. But because they're not talking, they've never had these conversations and it had to happen officially where they got an official uh, save the date invite. It, it, it's really sad, but they were always going to come, I think. And Harry was always going to accept. It was just maybe whether Meghan would come or not. But. Yeah, and, th and that was the point made, wasn't it? That there was never any doubt in oh, Harry's mind that he yeah. would be here. Yeah. Um, he sees it as his duty. Yeah. Fifth in line to the throne. He is still a councillor of state. Absolutely. There was never any doubt that he was going to come. I think it was 
what iteration of the family would be there would Megan be there would the children be there would Doria come would they stay at home and I think also this just this does prove how far gone things are with the relationship between Charles and, and Harry and William and Harry that there is no communication that obviously there has been no icebreaker at all there's no whatsapp group happening between the three of them what i would say on this is that is that it's not about harry and when he mm. you, you know what i mean it's not about he had to wait a little bit longer to get told it's not his show you know he's just just turn up support your father and not i think have people out complaining that you got your invitation late it's not about you it's about your dad but and this, the country. Is, this is the thing is that more people should focus on the fact that it's not about Harry, that it's not about Meghan, it's not about any of them, it is about the King. And I think there's some people who are just a little bit obsessed with them. And well, in this moment, 48 hours before the coronation, let's focus on King Donald Charles Donald Trump's even been talking oh. about them this week. He just can't <laughs> help himself. He says that Meghan was disrespectful to the Queen and he can't believe Harry got an invitation. I mean, there's no love lost, is there, on either side? I think what Donald Trump is saying is why am I not invited? That translates to me as I can't believe Harry got invited and I didn't. Well, there's a, there's a hole there because obviously Jay Biden's not coming, so maybe Donald, maybe Donald Trump oh, could have come good. as a. <laughs> Can you imagine? Please, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to be really British about it because we are going to talk about the weather because we are bathed in glorious sunshine. We are. It's a very windy day in Westminster, but the sun is shining. Not such a good forecast at the moment for Saturday. Although it's changed since yesterday. So yesterday it was just say, it said 70% rain. Now it's rain and showers for Saturday. And Sunday is now going to be dry when they were saying that was going to be rain all day. Well. The risk about the weather isn't just that everyone gets wet while they're watching. Um, and it doesn't look so pretty. But there is a potential risk to the fly past, mm. uh, Matt, which is going to be the big kind of grand finale of Saturday's proceedings. Well, it's, 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 we're told it's six minutes long and it's everything from Spitfires from the British uh, planes in World War II right up to the high-tech typhoons and, and, and stuff like that and the Red Arrows, of course. So, oh, I mean, let's see. I mean, the thing is about the weather in Britain is, is, is anyone can have fun in the sunshine, but we are able to have fun when it's cloudy and rainy, so we'll, we'll be I, able to manage it. I remember sitting on the banks of the Thames for the Diamond Jubilee pageant for an entire day broadcasting in the torrential rain and still the crowds came out. But of course, we, then poor old Prince Philip ended up in hospital after that uh, canal boat trip down the Thames, didn't he? But fingers crossed, a day like today would, would be, be fabulous, perfect. wouldn't it? Yeah. Afia and Matt, thank you both so much for your insight. Good luck over the next couple of days and we'll catch up post coronation. Don't go away though, we have got lots more coming right up. Joining me will be Robert Jobson, and Arthur Edwards. Welcome back to Westminster Abbey and with me now are the fantastic sun photographer Arthur Edwards and Evening Standards Royal Editor Robert Jobson. And, and we're doing battle with quite a lot of building work, construction work, they're building the final stands outside Westminster Abbey. Come the day though, that will all be done and it's going to be looking and sounding spectacular out here, isn't Absolutely, it, absolutely. They'll be, they'll be screaming and roaring the approval of the, of the royal couple as they go in and when, but more when they come out, when they come out wearing those crowns get into the, that gold coach, which only ever been used for the Queen before, and now he's the King and he's going to, and he rightly should be in that coach. And they're going to proceed all the way back to Buckingham Palace. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a render. The crowd's going to be 
tremendous and there'll be oh it'll be it'll be a wonderful day i i hope the weather does hope the sun does come through at some stage no gonna write a bit of sun no a bit of sun will come on there i know they will might rain for a bit, but have a bit of sunshine as well. Where are you going to be? I'm going to Arthur? be in the forecourt of Buckingham Palace, hoping to get the, well, knowing I'm going to get the picture of the King and Queen on the balcony and a million people in the mail watching them and cheering them and then be joined by the royal family and uh, have a nice group picture. And I just, if, if get that, I'll be happy as, happy as Larry and hopefully get them coming back in the gold coach as well. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed yeah. yeah. What about you, Robert? What are you looking out for on Saturday? Well, I, I'm quite interested on in the reaction. Um, in all honesty, there's been a lot of polls which people dismiss, but the young people are a bit ap apathetic about this. There's um, definitely a generation. No divide, question. And I think if there? people say there isn't, they're talking nonsense. I think that uh, the crowds that are here have made the effort to come here. A lot of them from all around the world are going to cheer. Of course they are. And the people at the palace are going to sit there and puffed up and say, "Well, look at us." But people come to cheer about being British here, not just about the royal family. They don't just cheer about the royal family. They're not just here to support the king. They're here to support king and country and their families. You are also going to have protests at Trafalgar Square. Yeah, but there are a bunch you? of guys in the yellow shirts. I don't think that's going to be that exciting. But the but I think that what's important to recognise is that this royal family is in a you know it is in a moment of transition. Her Majesty was you know frankly, if there had been an election, she'd have won the election for head of state. It's not so easy for Charles. Um, and Camilla in particular. So I think that um, I'll be watching for the reaction. I think the reaction will be good. I think it'll be positive, but the palace shouldn't get carried away with it because people um, are not as supportive of this king and queen as they were of our last queen. Now, Arthur, you mentioned the gold state coach yeah. and we saw it out on the streets of London overnight this week. And, and judging by the pictures of the rehearsal, We've got quite a treat in store, haven't oh, we? Oh, we have, yeah, we have. This is not yeah. going to look like a slimmed down I don't think so. I mean, it's going to be a massive turnout. The soldiers, I've even photographed the soldiers. They're all excited about it. Uh, and uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be tremendous. And, you know, I've been over the, since the, he became our king, I've traveled all over the country with him. And I went to Germany with him. And I've seen the crowds with him. I'm up in Bolton, there were 30 deep. In, 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 in Milton Keynes, 10 deep. You know that, and there was even these protesters at Milton Keynes, and he went over to them, the king. I mean, this is this is a small section disapproving, but mainly it's I think. It's not after. Oh, I mean, it is, it's people, it's no, it isn't after. Those people turn out, turn out. You've got to look at the countries. Over 60 million people here, and the people that turn out 10 deep do not reflect everybody in the country. They reflect, they reflect the people that want to see the royals will be part of the history. Let me finish, Arthur. The fact is, the young people are apathetic. They've got a lot to do. Well, apathetic or want to see an elected Well, they don't. And we haven't really got an elected prime minister, have we, at the moment? So I'm not sure we, they know what that is about. Well, the thing is, I, you know, you say that, Rob, but when he, before he became king, that crowd in Bolton would have been. I think you got rose-tinted glasses, mate. Well, that's honestly. maybe true, but but I, but I'll go out there and street. He's a good man. I, I like him a lot. I think he's great. He's not a Majesty of the Queen. He's got a lot to do, and Camilla in particular is not liked in the way that that yeah, that, no, I, that, that would have been I liked want, if it had been Diana. I want to talk a bit more about uh, Camilla because one of the the most significant moments during that, in terms of contrast, I guess, is seeing Camilla with that crown placed on her head. If you look back at, and you were there. Uh, Arthur to the days when she was yeah, public right. enemy yeah. number one. Look, Camilla was the wicked witch and now she's the fairy godmother. You know, she's, she's by hard work, 17 years they've been married now. I mean, it's quite a long while. And, and, and she's just, just 
totally supported the king and uh, and and these wonderful charities she's taken on which she cares about and i think she is i mean i watch her the reaction to people when they when they, when she when they meet her and it's always excitement you know and i think all right maybe there are people that still remember diana but that was 26 years ago this is this is a new time and um and i think just the way they they're so happy together and she's made him happy and you know i've asked him over the years that they've been married to do certain things and he's been a bit you know wary with me come on, come on darling let's do it calms him down and and, and it always you know it's been successful i think he's um she's the best thing for him yeah and i think he's happy with her and and it's you know she should rightly be the queen as our, our queen elizabeth said she wished would happen and when she said he wished it would happen it happened and it's going to happen here and i want to talk about princess anne because Princess Anne gave an interview to Canadian television uh, this week. Uh, she talked about the fact she didn't think a slimmed down monarchy uh, was a good idea. She talked about the type of king that she thought her brother was, was going to make. What, what did you think of the interview? I thought, I thought she was right. You know, I think um, the monarchy is pretty slim now anyway. I don't think you can take much more cutting back. Um, as fact, um, you know, I mean, the king, I've seen the king since he became king. And Prince of Wales, I mean, I photographed him the night before the Queen died up in Scotland, Prince of Wales, next day is the King. I've not seen him change the way he operates. I'm not well, seen that was it. her point, wasn't it? You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. He's not changed the way. He engages with people. And I'm telling you, if you've ever met our King, he looks you straight in the eye and he, and he makes you feel so important for that time you're talking to him. Doesn't look over his shoulder, doesn't look at it, he's concentrating it. And he's done that all his time and he does it now and he, and he laughs with people and he jokes with them and he he just he's not changed a bit he's going to carry on like that and you know he's a, he's a very humble man our king and you can't praise him and all the good works he's done over the years and rob knows i'm talking you know the prince's trust dumfries house all those things he's done he says history will judge me and that's how he that's how he thinks about it and history will judge him how, how he's going to be our, our sovereign I think he's going to do a great job. I think he's, I mean, he's had a 70 year apprenticeship. He should get it right. I think he will get it right. And, and I found the refreshing part of the interview, the fact that she didn't dodge any of the questions, but it was very Princess Anne, wasn't it? She was very straightforward. She was asked about being gold stick in waiting on the day of the coronation. She said, well, at least I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing uh, <laughs> on the day. But that position that she's going to hold behind the gold state coach is that a reflection of her loyalty to the royal well, there's family? Well, no there's probably no one more loyal than Princess, the Princess Royal. Uh, she was a great supporter for her mother. She was there at her death. Um, she was a great supporter of her father, who was a great man, I think, Duke of Edinburgh. Um, look, the king won't change. Of course, he's got a different role, and, it, and that comes with its own um, problems. But I think that Princess Anne was telling the truth. Don't want to cut it down anymore. But I personally think that if they really want to make be cost effective for the British taxpayer, which they, they ought to, then they need to slim it down more. Um, I think that the Duke of Edinburgh and Sophie, do we really need them? Probably not. Do we need all these other people that are going to be on the balcony? Frankly, I think all we need, all we actually need, is a king and queen paid for, and we actually need the heir to the throne, Prince of Wales, the Princess of Wales with three kids. Let's talk about the next generation, the future of the royal family. And we have Princess Charlotte turning eight this week with photographs, one taken by mum, yeah. uh, Kate, and one taken by a photographer. Yeah. What do you make of the, the 
the way it has evolved in that we get the family photos released taken by the Princess well, of Wales I think, herself. I think that's the almost deal we've got with them, an unwritten deal, you know, where they're not, they're not, there's no paparazzi chasing them because the, the papers won't buy their pictures. And so Catherine, she, every, every uh, time it's a birthday or an event, she produces a lovely picture. I, lovely I, picture, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the child, like, no one reacts better to the parents, to the mother than the child. And, and she's always there when she's at her very best. And, and, and it also takes the pressure off those young kids, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know, some of the pictures she's done are magnificent. That one of the four of them on the Who screen. Who was the professional know. guy that took it? Matt Portis, wasn't it? Oh, he's the chosen yeah. guy there. I'm not sure he took that, but I mean, it was a lovely picture with a dog, but the dog was, you know, that one of her on her was strung. I, mean, I the, prefer it. The first, I must say, the first picture they took, the father did it, uh, and the baby was in the arms and they had the dog, and the only thing sharp in the picture was the dog. <laughs> So she's improved a lot since then. And the uh, picture she took of Camilla yeah. uh, as well. Yeah, but the quality, of, the quality of the cameras these days, I mean, are not what it used to be years ago when you had to get your box brownie. Yeah, but it's all the smile. It's about the smile, Rob. And she gets that, and she gets her kids. And, and you know, Jewel, we know Jewel's a bit shy like his father when he was, when he was a boy. She gets him smiling. And, and, you know, I'm a toilet photographer once. He was doing a picture at, at Buckingham Palace and they're all looking at the camera and George is really smiling. I said, Granny, did you get him to smile? She said, he said, Catherine was behind me making faces at him to make him smile. And so, it's also about ownership of copyright. No, no, no. But the thing is, Rob, she don't need to do that for her own kids. They're going to smile for her because they, they relax. I, I, I and what about George in the Abbey on Saturday? There's a big responsibility for that young boy, yeah, isn't there? I saw him at the Queen's funeral. He, he was pretty good then. I think he'll be OK. I, I saw him in the Abbey at the Queen's funeral and he was really... Uh, he's got some big boys around him, hasn't he? he was, he's, yeah, and uh, they've, they've been rehearsing it all and, and he's it, it come good. They'll all be good. And Camilla's grandchildren, you know, she they won't pull her, they won't pull it off the back of her. Don't worry, they'll keep it. They'll keep it going for her. No, I think there's, uh, I think don't worry about the children. I think it's going to be, um, it's just going to be a great day. It's going to be uh, a big event. I mean, I just come here this morning, walking through the crowds. Every na every nationality in the world is here to see it. It's not just a event for us. It's a worldwide event. Yeah, I uh, think it's a tourist attraction. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be well. <laughs> we are running out of time, so I just want to get for, for you, Arthur, I want your final thought to be there to witness this coronation in 2023. What will that mean for you? I mean, everything, because, you know, I mean, I've been uh, covering this man since he came out of the Navy many, many over 45 years. And uh, to see him finally get the job, as I said, he's been waiting all his life for and to see him crowned there today. And the fact that he's only been at the job five minutes and and, and people were sort of already judging him, saying, well, you know, you're not this, you're not that. You can't follow someone who's been a queen, our queen for 70 years, who never put a foot wrong after five minutes. So let's just see what happens. I think there'll be huge crowds here, and I think they're cheering for him. And I know you're a professional, but will you be feeling some emotion? I will, yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm sort of really pleased for him because, you know, he's, he's a, I've worked, Rob, Rob knows this, he's a really nice person and a, and a lovely person. And, well, so I mean, is Camilla, no and you know what? It's not all about they, that. that yeah, it is that, Rob. It's, it's not really. Well, it's it's, it's that. more important than that. The Rob, fact, I mean, I've covered it Rob, 33 years old. Rob, the I fact is, no, but, no, it's not care. all about that. Oh, no. Let me let me say what oh, I want okay. to say then. Right. I want to say it's not just about personalities. This is a system of government, constitutional monarchy, parliamentary democracy, and you have to listen to the people. Yes, absolutely, the crowds will be cheering and the crowds at the flags will be waving. But the one thing I would say to Buckingham Palace, don't be complacent because it's not 
only reflective of the people and what they think of their king, which is a great thing. When Zadok the priest is played, you're going to have hairs on the back of your neck. But the bottom line here is don't be complacent about the youth of this country because they are not as engaged as they were in the past. That, I think, and I've said it before, is where you feel the loss of Harry and Meghan the most because they, as a couple, could potentially have reached out more than others to that younger well, generation. That, 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 that first year, she was fantastic, Meghan, I can't tell you. Well, that is all we've got time for this week from our special edition of The Royalty. We will, of course, be back next week with full analysis of the coronation. We hope you can join us then. Enjoy watching it all unfold on Saturday, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.